this in any way part of the deal that you made no. to win the speakership no. to specifically give the content to No, to the, answer, the answer is no. And if, uh, if you follow, I'm not sure if you were there the times before, I got asked the question um, in a press what I would do in the process. I've watched on January 6th committee how it was only politically committed. Now on the January 6th committee, you couldn't, the minority side wasn't allowed to put people on. Um, and I just thought it was fair if someone asked me the question. Just transparency. So what I tried to do is be able to release the information, which will be to everybody. I worked with the Capitol Police. I asked them for any clips on the way that they had concern with the security level. Only one of the clips did, and we were able to change that. Here we go. I was wrong about Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy's performed beautifully. He gave Tucker the tapes for January 6th. Keep up the energy, Kevin. Stay based. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I am, of course, your host, James Masson, and let's, uh, let's get into this new episode. Trump leads right-wing praise of January 6th Capitol riot footage release. Because, uh, you know what's really funny about all this? The people coming out and crying about the January 6th footage being released are a lot of conservatives. Well, conservatives in name only, I guess. But, like, McConnell and so on and so forth. Usual, usual characters you'd expect to come out crying about it, but still... I find it interesting that there is any idea that giving the public more information is a bad thing. The only people who would tell you that having more information is a bad thing have something they're trying to fucking hide from you. And likely, if you had the information they don't want you to have, the thing they're hiding from you, well, it'd become a lot fucking harder to hide. So, let's get into it. Bye, Emily Crane published... March 7th, 2023, at 12.12 12 p.m. It was recently updated. And at the center of it, the Sioux Shaman, Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th, a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. Oh, you've been noticing maybe more random audio slices in me, it's because my internet will just See, go... What did Jacob Chansley do? My internet will just randomly go out on me. I've been trying to talk to Comcast about it, but when you call them, they tell you to make an appointment. <sighs> I had my earlier that I thought they fixed it. But we'll, we'll figure out, we'll figure it out. So I'm just going to give it a second to buffer. Okay, let's go. To receive this punch. Oh boy. Hold on. God, that's based. Oh god, Kim. Sorry. Sorry. Random picture. If you don't know what she looks like now, apparently look that shit up. I didn't know the Bogdanovs were such an excited family. Let's watch this. I know I got buffered. You know what? No. Shaman, someone For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. At least you'd have a printout of what he had on him that day. There'd be evidence, right? If you really thought he was such a threat, why you let him walk past this fucking metal detector? It's on. It's all lit the fuck up. So my question to you is, do you really think he's such a threat and this guy's been so cooperative with you this whole time? And what's all this shit here on the floor? I don't know, there's a lot of questions about this. Uh, I guess I'm focusing on the wrong shit here, but I, I feel like that's a valid point. 
You could have asked this guy, hey, walk through this real quick. Those things save. They do have a record, so you can print out things, record evidence. So you could have had an on-record whatever if you just walked through it. But no. You completely allow him to walk right past the metal detector. It's just interesting. It is very clear what happened inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tape show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for getting the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th, the indisputable facts recorded on video, some of which has never before been seen. President Donald Trump called Tuesday for the release of everyone arrested in connection with the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot after the release of never-before-seen surveillance footage from the day. Quote, <clears throat> Let the January 6th prisoners go. They were convicted or... They were convicted or are awaiting trial based on a giant lie. A radical left con job. Trump, 76, raged. Old man raged on platform. Trump, 76, raged on his truth social platform. Quote, New video footage is irrefutable, including clips in the clips that aired on Fox News' Tucker Carlson tonight. Monday was footage of two Capitol Police officers appearing to escort Jacob Chansley, the so-called, quote, Kunan Shaman, through the halls outside the Senate chamber. Chainsley, oops, Chainsley, who came to symbolize the Capitol riot, was, or uh, with his horned fur headdress and painted face. I'm not going to lie, it's kind of a solid drip. Like, if you were at a music festival and you saw this dude rocking out next to you, you know he's got some, like, solid-ass, like, LSD. Or acid, shrooms, at least shrooms, right? Like, he's got the fucking, like, Linkin Park thing on his chest. And I remember, uh, something I fell for originally, because a lot of the reporting by it was, because it was from a lot of sources I, I, I trusted, like at, the, like, at the time, like, the Hill Report on this, too. They claim that symbol has something to do with, like, human trafficking or something, and that turned out to be like a complete bunk. I don't know what that any of these tattoos actually are. I'm not I don't know what he is, but I'm not that. Anyway, yeah, if I was a music festival, oh I'd make homies with this guy right quick. Give me a nice little supplier right there. Now that's the type of guy you want to talk to at Bernie Man, I tell you. <laughs> uh, was sentenced in November twenty twenty one to forty one months in prison after he pled guilty to one count of obstructing an official proceeding. He's actually getting out soon, I believe. Former first son, Donald Trump Jr., echoed his father's sentiment, tweeting, 
I was told the QAnon shaman was leading an insurrection, not the one who is being led by the police through the Capitol building. Was that decent, Don Jr.? None of my Trump impressions are really good. But he added, No wonder all the footage was kept from us for two years. As they lied to us all. Conservative attorney Matt Davis argued the footage of Chansley strolling through the Capitol halls without being arrested or challenged by the cops represented, quote, exculpatory evidence. Quote, it is unacceptable the Biden Justice Department did not provide Jacob Chansley with the crucial exculpatory evidence, he tweeted, quote, it is even more unacceptable Judge Royce Lamberth did not order it, then sentenced him to 41 months in prison. Truly shameful. Charlie Kirk, the founder of Turning Point U.S. Face, U.S. Face. I was already thinking of like his tiny little face memes. My bad. Charlie Kirk, founder of Turning Point USA, compared Chainsley's sentence to that of Hannah Tubbs, the 26-year-old transgender woman who was convicted of molesting children in California. Type. Wait, what? Um, let me reread that. Charlie Kirk, the founder of Turning Point USA, compared Chain, uh, Chainsley's uh, uh, sentence to that of Hannah Tubbs, a 26-year-old transgender woman who was convicted of molesting children in California. Quote, So, QAnon shaman Jacob Chansley gets four years in prison for, pol for being politely escorted through the Capitol by multiple police and a praying from the House floor, but serial child molester James Tubbs. Mmm. So Hannah Tubbs is the fake name, and James is the real name. Got it. It's okay. I mean, speaking on behalf of the Council of Jameses, we will disown them. Don't, no worries. Anyway. Uh, can pretend to be trans and get only two years in juvie as an adult from the LADA, Kirk tweeted, referring to Tubbs' birth name. Real name. Unless you have that shit legally changed in court. Meanwhile, orders also took aim at House Select Committee that investigated the riot, claiming it only aired footage that aided the Democrats' narrative that day. By the way, I have a Truth Social account. Well, I mean, you can see right here. But I fuck with this new profile picture, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Let the January 6th prisoners go. They were convicted or are awaiting trial based on a giant lie. The radical left, con job. Thank you, Tucker Carlson and Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, for what you both have done. New video footage is irrefutable. The MSN mainstream media can spin and smear all they want. But there is no defense of the January 6th committee cutting clips to remove context or lying about the things that footage contradicted. GOP strategist Andrew Serbatin tweeted, quote, Tucker exposed the J6 committee, which the media treated as, a wor as the word of God, as a dishonest partisan charade, he added. Rep. Mary Miller, a Republican from Illinois, also chimed in, tweeting, quote, Thank you to Tucker Carlson for exposing the lies of the partisan January 6th 
Witch Hunt Committee. They hid videos and evidence. Anyway, they hid videos and evidence from the American people to advance a partisan political narrative. Tucker is shining a light and sharing the truth because democracy dies in darkness. I like that jab there. Carlson was given access to more than 40,000 hours of closed-circuit security footage by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California. The Fox host argued during his show Monday that the footage doesn't support the claim that January, that January 6th was an insurrection. Quote, In fact, it demolishes that claim. And that's exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media stopped you from seeing it, he told viewers. I know exactly a really cringy remix of a Linkin Park song was going on at this exact moment. That's where this little clip's from. They use this clip because it's very Orwellian looking, but yeah, it's from like a cringy fan TikTok thing. It's the worst Assassin's Creed game in history. They were like, come and take, but they came and took all that tear gas. Uh, moving on. Quote, by controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, they are controlling how the public understood that day. They could lie about, they could lie about what happened, and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents in the, uh, of the Uniparty in Washington. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, a whiny bitch baby, I mean a Democrat from New York, on Tuesday, took the Senate floor to accuse Carlson of telling a bold-faced lie. Quote, With contempt for the facts, disregard of the risks, and knowing full well he is lying, lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment arguing the January 6th riots was not a violent insurrection, Schumer said. Quote, Speaker McCarthy was here that day. He knows exactly what happened. His staff members suffered like everyone else. Schumer went on, quote, but he chose cheap political, hold on, expediency over truth and preservation of democracy. Isn't this the thing where he's, hold on, is this, hold on. <sighs> Damn. I, uh, I couldn't find it. There was a clip I saw floating around where Chuck Schumer said that lying is not protected under the First Amendment. And the funny thing is, is, yes it is. Absolutely it is. I couldn't find the clip, so don't quote me on that. And if you can find the clip, please leave that link in the description below. I would greatly appreciate it and give you a shout-out on the future episode. But I did find an interesting article from the Once Great Reason magazine. Chuck Schumer, quote, limits to First Amendment. Garbage, uh, garbage a throwback, George W. Bush, circa 1999. Chuck Schumer, uh, let's see, this is by Ed Craywhiskey. Chuck Schumer outdid himself on the nonsense front on the Senate floor this week when he said, quote, or when he said, quote, I believe there ought to be limits because the First Amendment is not absolute. No amendment is absolute. You can't scream fire falsely in a crowded theater. Yeah, you can, actually. You absolutely can. It is completely legal to scream fire 
within a crowded theater if there is no fire. Completely legal. That's fine to see back to Reason Magazine. On Tuesday, Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, Alito, Alito repeated the common myth that, quote, shouting fire in a crowded theater is unprotected speech. Though it is a popular misconception, it's perfectly legal to yell fire in a crowded theater. Now, you might get your ass whooped, and you might deserve it, but it is a thousand percent legal to yell fire in a crowded theater. Trick Schumer just never know what the fuck he's talking about. He's a brain-dead union socialist type fuck from New York. Not particularly bright. Never was the sharpest tool in the shed, sharpest knife in the drawer, never the brightest bulb in the box. He's a establishment jackboot rule follower. He would be the... He'd be like one of the guys running a corner of a city for a large mob boss. But not the mob boss. Just one of their little fucking henchmen who organizes other henchmen. Nothing special other than he just finds himself in a unique situation, wielding a unique amount of influence. That's it. This guy's as dumb as a goddamn stump. <clears throat> we have libel laws. We have anti-pornography laws. All of those are limits on the First Amendment. Uh... Well... What could be more important than uh, than the wellspring of our democracy and certain limits on the First Amendment rights that, if left unfettered, destroy the equality? Any semblance of equality in our democracy, of course, would be allowed by the Constitution, meaning it's legally all fire in the theater because, it's, like you just said, checky boy. Protected by the First Amendment. These guys just never really got the picture, do we? And the new theorist, the theorists on the Supreme Court who don't believe that, I am not sure where their motivation comes from. Their job. But they are just so wrong. They're just so wrong. They are just so wrong. The comments are just the latest. In the whipped up hysteria over Citizens United, which uh, relax, uh, yeah, relaxes restrictions on political speech during election seasons, as Nick Gillespie, Nick Gillespie, noted, Citizens United decision has helped several candidates mount credible challenges to long-term incumbents opposing Citizens United. Actually, point to the facts as problematic. The incumbency rate in Congress is usually in the mid to high 90s. Between 2000 and 2008, the incumbent rate was between 94 and 98 percent. In 2010, the first post-Citizen United federal election, the incumbency rate slipped to 85 percent, lower than the more than 40, lower than in more than 40 years. While partisans who don't like the particular favor of challengers who won in the 2010 who won in 2010 might complain of sympathetic of systematic problems they are conflating their own political desires with the health of the political system high incumbency rates are uh, signifiers of a broken political process amen and it's not corporate money 
or campaign donations that help keep incumbency rates high. Through earmarks and other legislative means, members of Congress can direct federal funds to their districts. The longer they're in office, the better they get at bringing funds to their own district. The more likely constituents are to vote to re-elect their representative, whether they agree with his politics or not, simply because the legislator brings home the bacon and taxpayer, uh, taxpayer money in politics seems to be a lot more corrosive than corporate, uh, than corp uh, yeah, corporate money. Politicians have effectively unlimited access to U.S. taxpayer money in order to enrich themselves and uh, <clears throat> ingratiate themselves with all with their constituents. All corporate money and campaign donations can do is all they can do is persuade you through speech to vote for someone or other. Taxpayer uh, taxpayer money can be used to incentivize voters to vote a certain way. Not only are Chuck Schumer's deeply flawed ideas blatantly self-serving, they are so they are same fragile woe is me attitude. Politicians often take when they say they disagree with, let's take a step in the right, uh, sorry, let's take a step into the way back machine courtesy of this 1999 Washington Post article. When asked, when asked at a news conference in May, what do you thought about a website mocking him? For his alleged past cocaine use and otherwise making fun of his expense, George W. Bush let loose saying <laughs> it was produced by a garbage man and suggesting that, quote, there ought to be limits to freedom, a line Bush online critics have vowed to never let the world forget. Uh, yeah, I, there shouldn't be. And... Everyone should make sure Bush remembers that shit. I mean, they don't. They're gonna let that slide. At least this point in time. In case you missed it, liberals forgot. All it took was some hope and change. Bush's lawyers were keen to point out they weren't trying to silence the creator of the website, GWBush.com. For those who remember, the internet heyday of the, of the late 90s. And it kind of bled into, like... The early 2000s, maybe like 2004, and they kind of flatlined to like 2007 or 8, when like YouTube really revitalized it, and then kind of flatlined again to like 2013, 2014, and then Trump came in, and then the internet got revitalized again through 2018, and then leading into 2019, with like Vine being taken down, and a lot of other issues like that, uh... And TikTok taking over, you saw a stagnation, like uh, an automation of the internet. So it's like a, a, a zombification, if you will, of the internet currently. And that's where we're currently at. It's starting to feel like the internet is starting to come back to life again. These boons seem to have a like uh, five to ten year-ish cycle from what I've seen so far. Nah, probably about a five year cycle. They, they, they seem to come and go in two to five year waves. Um, but that's just, that's just where I'm saying that right now. Let's see, 2016. Yeah, you know, whatever, let's move on. Um, uh, it wasn't even 
a First Amendment issue in their minds. Bush attorney Benjamin L. Ginsburg, oh boy, asked to discuss the First Amendment implications of the governor's FEC complaint, raised his voice in irritation, quote, How is it a First Amendment issue? It is not a First Amendment issue. Ginsburg said the goal was not to shut Exley down, because Exley's site at the point urged voters to, quote, just say no to a former cocaine user for president, but clearly was advocating Bush's defeat and must be regulated as a political campaign committee, Ginsburg said. Quote, the idea behind this is, if he's going to act like a politician, like a political committee, he should have to reserve, <laughs> reveal his funding, he said. No, no he shouldn't. That is such a, a scary neocon globalist thought process. Or, he should have to reveal his funding because he is saying mean things about the powerful man trying to be president, just like Chuck Schumer and every other politician targeted by people uh, by people tired of their policies. The Bush team's first instinct was to restrict the free speech right of their opponents using campaign inf- campaign finance laws written by politicians to protect politicians. Of course, no politician would ever suggest restricting their own free speech, even though they often spew some of the most ridiculous and destructive garbage out there, willfully obstructing issues, or willfully obfuscating issues and camouflaging legal concepts. Look no further then the Schumer quote at the top for proof. I briefly tackled the issue of money and politics here and here. Alright, and that brings us to the end of mm. Anyway. That brings us to the end of this article and this episode for now. Like I said, a bunch of weird uploads today, but that's just for now. When it all goes up into one segment later, it will make more sense. Trust me. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I have been your host, James Madison, and I shall catch you later. Peace.